Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Blasting off into hour two of First Take. Steve Geller along with Charlie Long here, gearing up for the Bud Light countdown to kickoff with the Cajun Cannon. Coming up at 10 o'clock and then kickoff in Indianapolis. Lucas Oil Stadium. The 3-4 and four Colts taking on the 3-4 and four New Orleans Saints. Week 8 football is here, folks. Can't believe we're almost, you know, basically halfway through the NFL season already. Uh, getting ready for this Colts matchup, uh, head coach Dennis Allen spoke to the media on Friday. Here's some of what coach had to say gearing up for this matchup. Will this be the stiffest test for your run defense so far this season? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they run the ball exceptionally well. Um, you know, look, the last couple of weeks against a couple of pretty good run defenses, they've been able to uh, run the ball effectively. Um, I think they stick with it, like I talked about earlier in the week. You know, I mean, I, I think they're really good up front. I think they block it well. I think their runners are, you know, uh, patient and yet explosive. I think they're violent runners. Uh, so yeah, it, it's it's going to be it's going to be the stiffest test we faced. Of course, you played against Gardner Minshew before, but how is this offense going to be a, a bit of a different challenge compared to what you faced with Philly? Yeah, I mean. Um, I think it's a similar scheme. There's some different ball players, but I think it's pretty much a similar scheme. So I think it's it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a tough challenge for us. So I think they're they're operating at a high level, uh, you know, offensively. They're one of the better offenses in our league. I think they're a top ten offense. Um, you know, they're doing a good job of scoring points. They run the ball effectively. They pass it efficiently. So. Yeah, it'll be tough. Is there anything you can take from the matchup last year with Gardner to use towards playing against him this year? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think a ton. Um, you know, each and every game is a, is a, is you know one in, in and of itself. So I don't really take too much of it. I mean, obviously we, we go back and we look at that game, and, but I think that's more about you know how they tried to attack us more than you know particularly against Gardner Minshew. Dennis, how do you feel it. like the team has kind of responded throughout the week? Yeah, look, I mean, I, I think I think we've had a good week of practice, um, and I don't think that's been a challenge, you know. Uh, we just got to go out and perform on Sunday. Dennis, I've heard a couple of people say they think they're close offensively. They can see the plays there to be made. They just got to make it. Kind of have a similar sense of where the play seems at. Yeah, I think there's some of that, and, and uh, yeah, I think it's time to do it. Well, I think it starts up front, you know, much like we talked about with their offense, but I think it starts up front. They do a really good job of getting after the passer. Um, they're active. 
you know, in terms of how they play defense, they've done a pretty good job of, you know, taking the ball away. Got some 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 tough, uh, you know, pressure packages that they that they run, particularly when you get to third down. So um, I think it's a I think it's a tough, aggressive. You know, Gus has always done a really good job with the defense. So um, you know, I think again, like I said, it, it's going to start up front. Um, we got to do a good job of blocking them. Where, where's apparently some of the hallmarks of this offense that just like spread over from Philly? Like, what, what, some of the things they really wanted want to do against. Them? Yeah, I, I think um, obviously you're seeing a lot more of the the gun run RPO type of game. Um, so with each run, there's generally some sort of outlet for the quarterback to you know get rid of the ball in the passing game if he doesn't like the run look. So. Uh, a lot, a lot of similarities as, as to what they were doing in Philly. Saints head coach Dennis Allen as the black and gold prepare to take on the three and four Indianapolis Colts. Both teams identical records. Both teams have lost back-to-back matchups. So we know both teams desperado heading yeah, into this game. Tough tough losses last week for both teams too. So this is a bounce back for either one of these right. squads. Uh, from what DA was saying, I thought it was actually kind of interesting that he's not taking too much from that performance against the Eagles last year where Gardner Minshew was the starting quarterback. Because now you're looking at like the Nick Sirianni coaching tree that's starting to develop. Because he's still a, kind of a new coach in Philly as well. But with all the success that they had, obviously Jonathan Gannon, their DC, got hired by the Cardinals. And that's a Cardinals team that's playing teams way tougher than they should be with their talent that they have on their roster. And then obviously Shane Steichen is now with the Colts as the head coach there. Yeah, and with the quarterback and last the, the offensive coordinator from Philly over there, maybe you should take a look at that film. You would imagine so <laughs> because they're similar. And he's mentioned that he mentioned that on the coaches show this past week that they do have similar offenses. They like moving the ball down the field but taking shots and taking big chances. And it all starts up front for them because Absolutely, they have a right. really good offensive line that can protect the quarterback. So once again, as we said in the first hour, it's going to be a huge key is if the Saints defensive line can get after Gardner Minshew and put pressure at his feet and forcing them into some bad uh, throws because it is the roller coaster ride with him. He has a really good performance one week and then he really stinks the bed the next week. So we'll see. Want to hear from you on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. It's 504-260-1870. How you feeling about today's matchup with Indianapolis? Who that's? I know it's been tough. Uh, this past, I guess, extended week, you could say. Obviously, everyone talks about the mini bye week coming off of Thursday football, but definitely it's tougher dealing with a loss with that, too, obviously, because you have more time to stew about it. I think it's even tougher for specifically, well, I, I mean, I get the mini bye point with the Colts, the way they lost last week. Like, that's a really heartbreaking loss. And for those that don't know, they lost that game 39-38, to like last-second type of score at the end of the game for the Browns. That's a really good Browns defense that they played an excellent game against. One of, if not their best offensive game of the season against, and they just fell short. And a little bit of controversy well, with yeah, the referees as well. May, maybe a little bit, but the referees, the ref ball's all over the place. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, one, like I said, here from you on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line 504-260-1870. We'll be back with more of First Take right after this here on WWL Saints Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Looking at our Oakland Hard Jewelers Rolex time check. Two hours, 39 minutes till a noon kickoff. Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Three and four Colts battling the three and four Saints. Both squads trying to snap a two-game skid. We heard from Saints uh, quarterback Derek Carr this week after practice. And here's what QB1 had to say heading into the matchup. Derek, how was uh, Chris Olave's demeanor at practice today? Oh, Chris was great. Uh... I mean, me and Chris, we talk, we, we talk almost every day, and uh, I know he's, you know, he's been battling some things and he's gone through some stuff. Uh, but just as a brother, as a teammate, as a friend, uh, just being there, being there for him. I mean, we Facetime for like 20 minutes the other day. You know, like we we're, you know, getting on the same page. Uh, you know, early in this thing, we knew that there'd be bumps. We just didn't think we'd only have this many wins at this point, but. We knew there'd be a couple bumps in the road, and uh, you know we were just talking through those things on how to be problem solvers. You know, because one thing I said after the game is I'm too emotional right now. You know, I've wanted it so bad to be perfect from the beginning, and you know I'm in year ten. I'm not in year you know two. You know, I, I you know I, I have a just this expectation of how it should feel, but I've had to calm myself and just be a better communicator. And uh, you know, and I explain that you know my where I've been wrong and some of my expressions um, and things like that. Uh, you know, uh, maybe there's a different way to go about, you know, certain things. And, and, and honestly, you know, there's been times where he may have caught the brunt of something that wasn't even hit about him, you know. And the same, same to me. I've been yelled at by, you know, players and coaches in my career and things like that. And then you talk about it. It's, football is a violent, you know, tough, tough sport. Sometimes there's emotions and things are going to happen. But with one thing Rich Passaccio always told me, he said, you can have that moment. Just make sure you always circle back. And I thought that, you know, the conversations Chris and I had have been just so productive and uh, it's been so good uh, that I think he's in a good place. I like where he's at. His mentality today was awesome. Uh, made some great plays. Uh, but, so I'm excited for what he Derek, does. Derek, being a competitor, how do you walk the fine line between not being too emotional? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know what's good for me, you know, I, and I know when I'm in a good place and I know when I'm too frustrated. Um, and, you know, with with whatever. It doesn't even matter what the reason, but I just know. And, you know, it's so funny. People, you know, 
and they think, you know, everyone thought I was yelling at Pete one time, wasn't even talking to Pete, you know, <laughs> you know, everyone thought, you know, one thing or this thing, or I'm mad at that and mad at this is like, man, 10 years ago when I got a league, every quarterback was cussing everybody out, you know, <laughs> and now I, I, I didn't even cuss nobody out and everyone thinks that everyone's mad at each other, you know, and uh, so I, times are definitely changing. I can tell by the gray hairs of my beard um, and by people getting upset by a quarterback yelling, but I do have to temper my emotions and I think um, with a little bit of the frustration of losing, I've let that get the best of me, if I'm honest. And usually, you know, I, no matter I'm mistaken, I'm super positive, but I also realize how good we can be. And I, I won't change the demand of excellence for myself, um, for my teammates, um, but there is a better way to do it, I think. Derek, obviously, the long week, a few extra days for self-scouting, kind of self-evaluation. You know, how would you kind of evaluate your performance through seven weeks? Are you at the level you think you need to be at going forward? I mean, we're always trying to improve. Like, I'm never going to, oh, we're doing good. Like, as soon as you're like, oh, we're good, like, that's when crap gets really bad, you know. And so um, the understanding and, you know, getting to things and doing things, I feel very comfortable, feel very confident, um, you know. But there's things I can do better, but there's things that we all could do better, you know. And that's that's football. And whether I've had a Pro Bowl year or not a Pro Bowl year, there's, that's always been a constant theme that I've learned in football is – man it's there's always this constant process that you're always trying to be perfect knowing you'll never get there and so uh i feel confident where i'm at you know i feel confident when i can go out there and win a football game and all those things and i i, I know what i'm doing you know um and our guys know what they're doing we just got to put it all together Derek, it sounds like you're uh, you're really optimistic about what y'all can be still but yeah. why, why is that why, why you've said it multiple times in this you feel like we're gonna get it figured out so why, what, what gives you that confidence we're like a few plays away on some certain things where when we made the corrections in there man if we did that look what it could be next week we did that thing better and then it was something else and it, the only way we're gonna get better i told you i said it early too is like you got to play games together and i'm gonna get you know there's certain things like I had to break down. If it's this look, I'm getting. I'm, I want to do this. If I see this and this, and I want to do this, and it changes from week to week. And you know, things that I'm used to doing, uh, you know, that are second nature to me. Man, we're, it's a whole new learning curve because I'm dealing with new, you know, this or that. And so I feel like we keep getting better on certain things, and that's why I still have hope. You know, if, if we had a bunch of guys come in here sad and feeling sorry for themselves, and you know, not working. And sc- practice was terrible then I'd be you know I probably would be too emotional again honestly but I I don't feel that way because of the men that I'm around I just continue to see this fight to want to get it right and so uh still early in the season we're gonna be all right Saints quarterback Derek Carr talking right there Charlie and he led off uh things was asked about wide receiver Chris Olave obviously that was some controversy to start the week uh got into some uh speeding altercation luckily there was no other issue though it was just you know going way too fast and the young buck has to learn slow down and stop weaving in and out of traffic please yeah i mean it was all over twitter (laughs) at least their kind of conversations and you know car yelling at Olave, and it was really kind of i don't want to say blown out of proportion because it was it wasn't a a great look but as far as what we've heard from da and, and he said like he has no no issues car said no issues and it's all really being kind of kept under cover and in-house type of thing so as long as it's being taken care of that's all that matters and then when you're winning games like stuff like that just gets blown over like people don't really talk about it but it's because they've lost four of their last five that that really gets put under a a microscope right Um, and you really look too far into it 
Um, no, like you're saying too. I think obviously too when you're losing things like when your star receiver gets pulled over for speeding, you know that that gets magnified as well. Obviously too, like what's going on with this team? There's no control. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not a it's not a great look. Specifically, you know their kind of relationship because it, it looked so promising in training camp, right? And you saw this connection develop so quickly and easily. It seemed right. like. Uh, but then again, it also kind of developed with Jawan Johnson, and we haven't seen him on the field, so maybe we'll see what him like him returning. He talked about it as well earlier in the week, and we're about to hear from him pretty soon about you know what he can provide the Saints offense because he said that it's just kind of lacking that spark, like like lacking a jolt, so to speak. Um, and hopefully, he can provide it. Charlie mentioned Jawan Johnson. We're going to pull up the audio and hear from that from the Saints sound bank. What the tight end had to say as he gets ready to uh, play his first game in a while for the Black and Gold against Indianapolis. I'm um, feeling good. Uh, obviously, it's been a while since I've been on the football field and touch Wilson, but uh, it's been it's been a good time being back with uh, the fellas and you know get this team jump started, bring some juice, uh, bring some energy that we've been needing for a while. Um, I think that's kind of my role and, and what, what I've been placed here to do, so, so I'm ready to get back to it. Well, how tough was it, like, not getting yeah. it? Yeah, it was, it was really tough. I mean, only you, I mean, you can imagine. I mean, me being out there, is, is definitely, it definitely helps, um, not only the offense, but the team, the morale, the camaraderie, just everything about it. Um, but I definitely, you know, I felt like I was, uh, felt like I was trying to bring that today. Um, and, and definitely, I just want my, my presence felt when I'm out there. So it's definitely hard sitting back, just watching the team. Um, definitely sitting back, watching, you know, us lose, uh, even us winning. Uh, it's obviously great, but you obviously want to be a part of that. What well, something bit on you in pregame? It looked like you were out there before the game, and then. Yeah, yeah. Um, take me back to that, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So it, it was. It was just kind of tough. Um, obviously, this is something that's been lingering for a while, and so um, you know, just going through it, it just kind of gave on me during pregame. Um, and obviously, I tried to give it a go right before, you know, kickoff, and you know, things just didn't work out that way. So um, yeah, obviously very disappointing. But um, you know, four weeks later, we're here again. We're here now. Kind of like watching from afar, just what are some of the things that, that you've just kind of seen about the, the offense the last few weeks? Uh, me personally, just not a lot of juice. I just think there's not a lot of confidence right now. And um, that could be from uh, a numerous amount of things, but uh, I think just guys need to go back to one, the basics and just having fun. Uh, I think right now, um, us sitting at three and four, obviously it's not where we want to be, but the biggest thing is just having fun, doing what we've been doing since, you know, camp really, and uh, just going out there and playing ball. I think we're taking it too serious. And obviously, this is a serious sport, serious game, but, you know, the guys who have fun, who guys who have uh, fun the most and, you know, play with energy, those are the guys who win. Um, you know, who go down the field blocking, who get the extra yards, things like that. Those are guys that you know just have fun with the game. Is that easy to do? To get it, it, it is easy to do. I mean, you've been doing it since a lot of guys have been doing it since it was little. I mean, if you have that that childlike energy, I mean, you're gonna go out there, you're gonna have fun. Um, and honestly, I don't know how it works, but you just you know, sometimes you just end up with the ball doing the extra stuff. Sometimes you just end up making a tackle doing the extra stuff. When you just have fun and just have energy, you know, running to the ball, racing to the ball, good things just happen. So I think if we get back to that, we'll be fine. Does that said, like becoming too serious go hand in hand with the team that that's lost a few games. I'm yeah. sure it's it's yeah. never as much fun yeah. when you're trying yeah. to get back. Yeah, well, well, it's definitely something when you just go into a game and people just feel flat. You know, you just feel flat and you just feel like the the, the game is kind of a drain or you know you gotta have it. And yeah, there's times where you gotta have it, but. 
if you're not having fun, you're not having juice, and you know you don't. You, it's a lot of a lot of times that stuff doesn't come from music or pep talks. A lot of that just comes from yourself. And if you don't have that in yourself, a lot of times you're already beat. And so um, I just think we just need to have fun and just enjoy it. Honestly, we have 17, and we want to get to plus games. You got 17 games to do this. You wait the whole year to get to these 17 games, and so if you can't have fun doing this, I don't know what you're gonna do. It seems like some guys have been frustrated too. How do you guys stop that from becoming becoming yeah. a thing that that impacts the team? Uh, having it not be between us. Um, obviously, you're gonna have you know external uh, sources try to you know, have us to go against each other, and that's the biggest thing not for us to do. Um, we gotta stay together. We're a team. Uh, as long as we're here, as long as everybody's on the contract, we're still a team. So, you know, at that point, I consider us as a team. We're, we're gonna be brothers, and so we gotta protect each other. We gotta fight for each other. And um, just as if you were, you know, somebody was talking about your brother, or you know, you were going to war with your brother, you you gonna you gonna want to be with him. You are gonna protect him. You gonna have his back. And I think that's the biggest thing about it all. It's just having each other's back and not going against each other. Had a different perspective the last few weeks. What do you make of the red zone struggles? Because it's not yeah. like the team's not yeah. the ball. It just yeah. seems like it's uh, punch it in. Yeah, I just think we're just not doing it. I mean, obviously, you know, we all can put the blame at everybody. You know, it could be you know quarterback, receiver, lineman, coaching, whatever the case may be. At the end of the day, we we just not getting it done. Um, at the end of the day, you know, the thing that the goal is to put the put the ball across the line and and, and it and it be an end zone touchdown. So um, we just all not doing it. I mean, there's no single person, I was like, oh, this, this is the problem. Um, yeah, we're just not doing it. That's as simple as that. How close do you feel like that? I feel like we're close. I mean, you watch film, just like, dang, we're right there. But, you know, right there is never good enough. You know, you just got to do it. You know, it's just like, um, you know, you get so far, you drive the field, we get to the red zone, it's just like, ah. Or it's just like the defense is kind of the same thing. And um, it's just all about finishing. You know, we harp so much on it in the offseason, and then we get to the season, just not done. You just can't forget what we've been, t- you know, we've been teaching this whole time. And so, um, like I said, I just think it's just the energy, the extra effort, the extra preparation, whatever the case may be, so we can just get past it. The one thing we can't do is just keep doing the same thing week in and week out, expecting different results. So we just got to do something different. Um, us putting in extra work, us doing something extra on the field, us watching extra film, whatever the case is, so we can just get over that, that hump or get into the red zone, whatever we need to do to punch it in. Saints tight end Jawan Johnson hopefully can be a factor back in the mix for this black and gold offense today. Although, man, oh, man, I know we've talked about it probably way too much on how the tight end in the middle of the field really hasn't been a factor at all for this Saints team. But, I mean, offensively, all over this team has really struggled to get going. Yeah, but with Jawan specifically, that's kind of his area. Like, that's where you expected to use him this year, and he just hasn't played with that calf injury, as we've mentioned earlier on. Uh, Juwan, I think, really can make a difference. It's just a matter of how much he's going, like how they ease him into the offensive game plan. Because right, how many snaps today? They extended him in the offseason. They expected him to take a leap. He took a leap last year. I mean, he led the team with touchdowns with seven after kind of converting from receiver to tight end. He looked great as well. And so you were kind of hoping that this year, being the tight end one on this team, right. that he would, and getting that contract extension from the team, that he would take the next step once again and kind of further his development with Derek Carr throwing him the ball because we know that Carr loves using the tight ends. Uh, looking specifically at Carr versus the Colts, and I want to give the Cajun Cannon a shout-out for the uh, for this because he was talking about it yesterday during the Rasses show. In six games against the Colts, Derek Carr has a passer rating of 103.5 with 1,484 yards, 13 touchdowns, and four interceptions against the Colts, six games in his career. I think uh, Bobby also added that he has two rushing touchdowns as well, so it's 15 total touchdowns in six games. Uh, as only four interceptions versus the Colts. So uh, if you want to talk about Let's how Gardner, numbers, Gardner Minshew <laughs> has struggled against the Saints defense, right. 
Derek Carr on the opposite side has played really well against a Colts defense. So uh, hopefully we see that again. Yeah, maybe it's something about whatever DA is doing uh, is able to affect Minshew. It seems like for the most part he typically had Tom Brady's number. Yeah, how about that? It's kind of kind of right. strange, but specifically, yeah, Brady always struggled against the Saints, but now that's kind of turned around. Unfortunately, the Buccaneers have beaten the Saints what three straight times, four straight times, something like that. So hopefully that turns around when we see him later on in the season. But specifically against this Colts team, I, I think Derek Carr. If you're looking for that, they found a little bit of something offensively in the fourth quarter versus Jacksonville. You're hoping that continues onto this game because Carr has had success against the Colts in his career. A uh, big one for me too, Charlie, is obviously still the Saints offensive line. They performed a heck of a lot better than I thought they would have last week. Definitely with all the patchwork, you know, plug and play kind of right. deals that they had to do. But uh, still a concern going forward, not just this game, but the the entire season. I think. Um, I'm still waiting to. I want to get this ground attack going, which can only help uh, Carr in the passing game. But the it's just been a struggle to get that yards per attempt up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like it's also kind of down around the NFL as well. I offense in general feels like it's down, even though it's it's not necessarily. Like I think the stat was that around the NFL, it's only down one point per game, but it just feels more than that. You know, you know what I mean? So I, I think that defenses are playing really well across the NFL as well, but. Looking specifically at the rushing attack, like you're saying, Kamara needs to be another big day for him. Like, he's got to carry the load once again. At the same time, though, like, Taysom Hill, get him involved. I know that he had some injuries, but he's supposed to be good to go, right, Steve? Like, that was the latest report, which despite being questionable on the injury report, he's going to be playing in this game. Right, Tom Pelissero was, uh, out of the 10 questionable Saints, he had Marcus May, Taysom Hill, and I think it was Tyron Matthew as expected to suit up for the for the matchup like having a run game as a compliment in this matchup would be nice but at the same time the weakness of the Colts is their secondary exactly so you want to see Derek Carr have a really big day hopefully yeah that you know we saw Carr yelling obviously at Chris Olave that was made a huge deal over and to me man we're playing sports here and, and things get a little passionate yeah he did. people get you know emotional about things and I really didn't have a problem with cards blow up to me um you know, we're, we're not used to seeing that, obviously, with with quarterbacks here. The, yeah, Drew, uh, Drew was Brees was very reserved. Yeah, absolutely. But I didn't have – I understand where Carr was coming from in the whole situation, uh, and he recognizes the fact that maybe he does need to keep himself a little bit better in check. But to me, showing emotion isn't an issue. Well, I want him to be showing emotion, but for the right reasons <laughs> in this game. I, I want him to be fired up that they're torching this Colts secondary that just isn't very good. I mean, we talked with Mike last hour about it, Steve. The two kind of quote-unquote game wreckers that you could really say on this, the Colts defense is DeForest Buckner and Quiddy Pay on the defensive line. Like, they have a pretty decent front seven. It's their secondary that's just gotten torched time and time again this year, which is why, like, I don't know, man, just looking back at their schedule, that loss to the Ravens is more and more confounding every time I look at it. Or the fact that they beat the Ravens earlier on in the season in overtime in the 22-19 to win. Because it feels like Lamar Jackson would have really torched the secondary, you would imagine. But Trevor Lawrence has had his great success against him in both games that they played. I mean, I mean, this is just a secondary that Derek Carr should take advantage of and have a really big day. Um, and it would be a really nice bounce-back performance for the Saints if he's able to do so. Yeah, I'm hoping to see a, a big outing from Carr and Olave, obviously, you know, with all the – uh, negative perception around them coming out this game to show, 
hey, we're big boys. Guys get into some arguments sometimes. Things happen, but we're adults here, and you move on from it. Yeah, exactly. And I think this could be a really nice Chris Olave game as well. Um, I really want to see just who we were listening to, Jawan Johnson, and how much he plays, like how many snaps he gets in his first game back dealing from that calf injury where he missed four games. Was it five? might have been five. He missed a lot of time with that calf injury. So uh, his first game back, I'm really looking forward to seeing how he looks um, and how much they use him if they try and ease him in, just like they try, like on the other side, the Colts try to ease Jonathan Taylor back into the game um, and their game plan. So we'll see. Obviously with the, you know, having Juwan Johnson back in the midst last week, uh, tough go for Foster Moro with the, you know, the the drop in the end zone, uh, the, the touchdown pass that skips off his hands and then really yeah. just the non-usage of Jimmy Graham has been perplexing as well, as well with this team. I still don't know. I like And now he's popped up too this week with an illness. We, well, I mean it's been kind of floating around the locker room, but we've gotten so many questions about the team's usage of Jimmy Graham and I, I just don't have an answer. I like if you ha- you signed him for two reasons, right? Cuz he's getting up there in age, but he's still got that 6-7 frame, he can go up and get a catch. You signed them for red zone situations and short yardage third down situations. Where have you struggled too, right? Which Where you struggled right. in both, yeah, exactly, both sectors, and you haven't used them. Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> get it. The uh, Indianapolis Colts and New Orleans Saints getting ready for a noon kickoff here on WWL Saints Radio. The Bud Light Countdown, the kickoff will be coming up after us here on First Take at 10 a.m. with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. Going to take a break here when we get back. Going to dip him back into the Saints sound bank here from Tyron Matthew right here on WWL Saints Radio. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Welcome back into First Take, back dipping back into our sound bank right after we get to our caller on the line. Jimmy and Gretna wants to sound off about Saints-Colts today. What you got for us today, Jimmy? Hey, how's it going, guys? Look, first off, Steve Geller, happy birthday this weekend, all right? The fans here, we care about you. Happy <laughs> I appreciate birthday. you. All right, happy 29th birthday. <laughs> and, um... Anyway, look, listen, I'm excited. I wouldn't say the whole season online, but this is a team we should beat. Uh, Charlie knows I've been, you know, questioning the future. All summer, 
I was saying, what about our linebacker depth? What, you know, luckily we've been healthy there, right, Charlie? We've had Correct. Pete Werner, Demario for the most part. Yeah, he's getting a little older. Yeah, Cam Jordan's looking a little older. He's still out there. But when I look at the linebackers, and Zach Vaughn stepped up, albeit, uh, yeah, he had the interception and he fumbled it. You know, it was a 10-point swing in that one game. I got to give Zach Vaughn some credit. I think he blocked a punt earlier this year. He has a nose for the ball. The fact that he's gotten a couple turnovers like that, although he did fumble that interception. Um, but, yeah, look, listen, I, I, you guys, you tell me, Charlie, you're the computer chip. That's what I call you. You're like the, <laughs> uh, the, the, the Sunbelt version of Alexa. I just shout out something. What should I wear for Halloween? Charlie answers it. Who's the best team in the Sunbelt? I know he's going to say UL because he's a UL guy. It should be Southern Miss. It should be UL. I wish it was UL, but it's definitely Madison You're right. James Madison's undefeated. But let me me ask you this question. Uh, Looking at, okay, number one, who's the starting quarterback? Anthony Richardson's out, right? So that means Minshew's in today for the Colts? Right. Okay. I mean, look, listen, I think we've played him before because he's been on a couple other teams, and it seems like, if I remember correctly, he's given us trouble. I know the personnel is different on our team year to year, but he's a game manager. I, I want to get your take on Minshew and, and, you know, the way this guy, who I guess was an undrafted kid, kind of car- carved out a pretty good NFL career. What can we expect to see from Minshew? All right, so this is the kind of stat about Gardner Minshew. So we were just talking about how Derek Carr plays well against the Colts. Gardner Minshew has not played well against the Saints in his career. He's 0-2. One of those games was with Jacksonville right. uh, back in 2019, and then obviously last year with Philadelphia. In those games, he has a 52.5% completion percentage. He's passed for a total of 437 yards, which is 218 per game. Of course, Steve, you remember that game against Philadelphia. The, a giant chunk play with A.J. Brown made up a majority of that yardage there. Things started to look a little scary right there at that point in he's that game. He's got one touchdown in two games versus the Saints and two interceptions, one in each game that he's played okay. against the black and gold. He's also been sacked eight times versus the Saints. So, uh, yeah, to say that Garner's been pretty good against the Saints, it's actually the opposite. He has struggled against the Saints defense led by Dennis Allen. And he's lost to quarterbacks Teddy Bridgewater and... Uh, then who, last year was Andy. Andy Dalton. Yeah, right. Andy Dalton. So his passer rate as well and in those two games is 67.5. So just reading those stats off once again, uh, he's got a 52.5% completion percentage, 437 yards total passing yards in both games, one touchdown, and then uh, two interceptions against the Saints. In two games in his career, he is 0-2. Yeah, so hopefully Derek Carr can come out, take advantage of this Colts secondary, make it 0-3. Would love it. Uh, the biggest thing with this matchup, obviously, uh, Minshew seems very comfortable in this Colts offense running it. Uh, should with Stain, Shane Steichen you know, coming over from Philadelphia, it's not right. much of a change from last year, I'm sure, from him. Obviously, personnel is, but I'm sure the, uh, like, terminology yeah, they and run the, same with the type scheme, of right, the and scheme is the, pretty similar. That's what Dennis was saying during the coaches' show earlier this week, so that's when we were listening to his audio early on. It didn't really make much sense that he was saying that, like, he doesn't take much from last year's performance. They had better personnel with the Eagles than they do with the Colts. Like, I know the Colts' offense has been really strong, but I'm taking Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard over the Colts' weapons. <laughs> I'm taking their offensive line over the Colts' offensive line, even though I do think the Colts' offensive line is really good. Uh, yeah, I, I think that you should take some from that Philly game last year. And at the same time, you're facing a Gardner Mitchell that is coming off a really good game. you got to just douse that fire out really quickly. Yeah, that's a thing I think a misconception with Philly, too, is obviously with all those weapons – 
we think about airing it out, they definitely want to pound the ball and run it too. And I think that's obviously the, you know, the main uh, the goal of the Colts, especially with you know the two running backs they have. And we'll see, obviously, too, if Zach Moss is able to play for them or if it's just going to be Jonathan Taylor. Once again, I think Jonathan Taylor is probably going to see like 20 touches. Uh, if, they're, if their offense is rolling, it's going to actually probably be more than that because uh, that means that they're, they're just grounding and pounding the Saints defense, which you don't want to see. But they're going to try and get Jonathan Taylor involved early and often against the Saints D. What's scary about Minshew, though, for me in this matchup is his mobility. We've seen it be a problem for this Saints defense, no matter who it's been at quarterback. But, yeah, definitely having that a QB that I'm not saying – Minshew has designed runs, you know, you know, in in place for him. But a guy that's able to extend plays, and you know, if he has to pick up yardage with his feet, can has definitely been a thorn in the side of the Saints defense. Yeah, for sure, Garner is one of those guys that he kind of surprises you with like how he can actually run for a touchdown. I think there was that stat that like he joined like Lamar's the only quarterback to have multiple rushing touchdowns and passing touchdowns in the same game. Uh, so yeah, I mean, he can, if hurt you, if you let him, but obviously the saints have had a couple of quarterbacks do that to him and they got to figure it out and figure out to be really kind of disciplined in their running lane, so to speak. Closing out things here on First Take. Be back with more right after this on WWL. Closing things out here on First Take. Getting ready for the Bud Light Countdown. The kickoff coming up at 10 a.m. on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Charlie, how are you feeling about this matchup, man? I know we keep talking about it. It's like, you know, you go back and forth with this Saints squad and it's flip a coin. Uh, You got to feel like the odds makers kind of have it right going into this game. The pendulum was swinging back and forth, minus one, then even, then minus one for the other team. So ultimately, I do think the Saints get this bounce back win and they finally break this two-game losing streak. I got this final score, Steve, and I was debating this back and forth. I was actually texting one of our listeners who was saying that he wouldn't be surprised if it were a tie, like an overtime tie. (laughs) I I really don't know what to think about that one. But I'm I'm going Saints 27, so Indianapolis hits their average. 27, an offensive explosion hits their average given up and then the saints hold them to 20 points so like the colts continue their streak of scoring 20 points but in this one the saints break that 20 point barrier they get an extra touchdown they went 27 to 20 and if you were looking at fantasy wise who you like on this saints team in this matchup give me the bounce back for olave i am right there with you honestly i really like the passing game versus this Colts secondary in this matchup it's just a matter of if he can get in the end zone right right for those juicy juicy fantasy points No, I think, you know, speeding away on the streets here in Louisiana, he'll be speeding away on the field in Lucas Oil Stadium. I think Chris Olave busts out for a big receiving day, hopefully gets into the end zone as well. And, yeah, see a Saints victory. You got to look at this squad. Need to bounce back in this one. Need to get this win if we're going to get to double digits on the year. I think it's going to be more like a 23-19 kind of game. We'll be back with more of first take. Actually, closing out first take, heading now into the Bud Light countdown the kickoff right here on the community coffee saints radio network celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster temper pedic purple and beauty rest black with 60 month special financing only at ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 